This is Call on the Field Stands with a special NFL Mock Draft edition. Ryan and I yes, uh, beat each other up over agreeing upon picks, so we got one mock draft to deliver here with some thoughts and opinions on notable players. So we're gonna uh, jump right into it here. Yeah, and actually, you. now you mentioned like we did each of our own, then combined it, but each of our own were pretty close on a lot of these. And yeah. if we had different players, a lot of the positions were like. But you know, obviously, starting it off, Cincinnati Bengals, first pick of the draft. This has been decided for weeks now if not months, Joe Burrow, quarterback LSU, pretty obvious pick. This is this is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Best There's, quarterback in the draft by far. Yeah, best quarterback. They need a QB. Dalton's a bum, and he's out of there anyways. They're going Burrow. Second pick, Redskins. There's a little bit of interesting stuff. There's talks about going Tua here. There's talks they're likely going to probably trade this pick because they don't want to go Tua because they got Dwayne Haskins last year. Chase Young, Edge, the Ohio State University. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, quickly on Chase Young, best defensive player in the draft. It's kind of obvious to have him go second, but yeah. that's my opinion. What do um, you say? We'll get to the next pick with my personal best player in the draft, but Chase Young, edge rusher, freak athlete. I mean, his first step and his hands are elite. He gets after the passer. Yeah. Makes total sense to take him at number two. They do need offensive line, but you know they got their quarterback. Terry McLaurin looks like a dog. They got the receiver. Now they just need, you know, that extra, that guy, that dude, if you will, on defense. It's kind of like a Chase Young seals that up. Yeah, it's kind of like a Miles Garrett type situation. Yeah. Like, it just he's just too take good. Him. He's, he's too, too good, good to pass yeah. up on. Number three, as mentioned, going defense again with the Lions. Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson. A lot of different things. Initially, I had Okuda there, but ultimately yep. we switched it because you initially had mentioned Simmons, and I was like, you know what, that does make a lot of sense when we were talking about it a week or so back. So I had him as well. What's your thoughts on Simmons? I mean, I was going to say Chase Young's best player in the draft. You wanted to have your own opinion on that, on the I, best defensive player. I personally think Isaiah Simmons is the best player in the draft and like the safest to be that generational talent. Now, Chase Young very well could be. Um, and actually with this third overall pick with the Lions, they're in a decent spot to trade down if a team wants right. to take Tua. If, Same with the Skins, yeah. Yeah, they themselves, if they want to take Tua, uh, Tua and move on from Stafford. Who knows? That would be dumb in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, and a lot of people had Okuda here. You did, like you said, and I could totally see that. Yeah, I they can totally go a lot of different it. ways. So what's interesting about putting a mock draft together, um, now that we actually did it, like seriously, not just a stupid simulator online for our favorite team, is weighing between what you think a team should do right, versus what we think the team will actually, actually do. Actually do, right. So in this case, uh, in my opinion, they would be foolish not to take Isaiah Simmons here. He's a total game changer on defense. I mean, the, the dude li- lined up at safety. Uh, sometimes he was uh, at cornerback man on man. He plays in the box. Like he's that perfect mix between safety and linebacker for modern He's offenses. a freak athlete. Yeah. His combine statistics were absurd. Oh my God. When absurd. he ran a sub 4-4 four, four, 40, it was like, okay, this dude at 6-4, yeah. what? 230 something. Yeah, I think, I think that's what sealed it for me to have him jump over Akuda. He's one of those guys. Like, I think Chase Young's the best player in college football. I think he's the best player in the draft. Uh, that's why I had him going second to the skins. Uh, but Isaiah Simmons is in that conversation, especially with his athleticism. And like you said, what he's able to do pretty much anywhere on the field, you can line him up and he'll fall yeah. the fuck out. So his versatility in that respect makes him even that much better. So I think it's a safe pick for the Lions there at three. But like we mentioned, Redskins and Lions both could very well trade out of there uh, with the next couple picks that we're going to announce here in a couple seconds yep. uh, with those teams. But before we get to those, the Giants, <laughs> the Giants need a lot. We have them going Jedrick Wills, uh, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Like I said, they need so much, especially offensive tackle. They need to uh, protect Daniel Jones, their new young quarterback who showed a lot of promise last year. You know, you got Saquon back there. He needs some guys to open up things. They do need receiver here as well. They do need defense, but uh, I think offensive tackle for the most part makes a lot of sense for them in the most sense, especially with Daniel Jones, uh, you know, being a young guy who needs some stability up front, uh, which goes into the more interesting two picks here, Miami and the Los Angeles Chargers. 
Uh, as we mentioned, I think one of these two teams will trade up, but since we didn't do trades in our mock, we have Tua Tungavaloa, quarterback Alabama, going to Miami Dolphins. Makes so much sense. They need a quarterback. You know, you got uh, Fitzmagic back there. He can, you know, they can even have Tua sit a year if they want to. Uh, you yeah. know, what are your thoughts on Tua here for the Dolphins? Um, I like the reports that came back about um, his full recovery from surgery and, you know, that hip injury. Um, he is laser accurate. And I mean, the only thing with Tua that a couple things that scare me is one, and I, I try not to let this affect uh, my opinion on players, but one, he's playing in Alabama. I mean, the players around him are just sick. The fact that he had um, Ruggs, Judy, Jalen yeah. Waddle to throw to, and Smith to throw to is just absurd. Plus, you got Wills going top five and had their other offensive tackle, Leatherwood, come out. He would have been top 10 projected, yeah. too. And you got so, Najee Harris, one of the best yeah. running backs in the nation. Yeah, a freak. Sitting I mean, up behind him every down. Like, their offense was fucking loaded. Yeah, it, it, was, it was insane. And, you know, Shit, I try, I can get 60 yards passing in a, a play when I just throw a screen yeah, to I Jerry just, Judy and let him just house it. Exactly. Like. He's a cheat code. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he did deliver laser accurate football so and he has a gun and too. he has a gun cannon. he he can play in the pocket um it scared me a little bit against uh better competition like georgia he got knocked out of that game and before he got knocked out he was not playing all that spectacular yeah. and uh against clemson obviously they got to him when they started mixing up coverages so that that stuff can be developed and whatnot but the big one he did ball out against lsu though playing on that injury that's true he I mean, he made some plays. Yeah. He he just, uh, the other thing that scares me is the injuries. I mean, he's yeah. not that big. Right. He's really not that big of a QB. So, uh, but as far as this draft is concerned, it makes total sense that he's the second quarterback taken yeah. off the board. I agree. And also, he's mobile and athletic enough to do shit with his legs, but he doesn't rely on that. Right. And that is going to help his ability to stay healthy, hopefully. You know, he's not going to be running as much. So that could play into his favor that he doesn't have to rely on that. So, you know, moving along to the Chargers, this could go a lot of different ways as well. But we went Justin Herbert, quarterback from Oregon. Another pick that, you know, it's also going to be very determinant on what happens in free agency. Like if they sign Tom Brady, they're not picking a quarterback here. If they sign one of these veteran guys who's up in free agency, uh, they won't go this route. But I ultimately think they will go quarterback. Justin Herbert is... I think one of the better, I mean, obviously we have him third quarterback off, you know, top five pick. I think he is, I mean, he's getting the credit he deserves because in a lot of these mock drafts, even if you look online for others, they'll have him high, but it almost seems like he wasn't really getting mentioned a lot uh, in the discussion for the top QBs uh, right. all that often. But I think you know, watching him several times this past season, he is that good. And I think he's ready to start day one. He can come in and be the Chargers quarterback, a team that just is basically a, a competent quarterback away in many respects, even though they had a down a down year with uh, even though they had Phillip Rivers. They have a lot of pieces in place, especially on the defense. For sure. And uh, just re-signed Eckler. They got some pieces on the outside. Keenan Allen's still around. So they have pieces in there. Fill in a quarterback who can do a little bit of things. Uh, they can make a little bit of a run. Uh, I don't know if you have any comments on Justin Herbert here at number five. I really didn't get to watch him that closely this year. Um, they need a QB. So Herbert is third on, on my list. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes total sense for them to take him. The little I did watch, I mean, he's definitely capable of making yeah. plays with his arm and, and feet. So, I mean, definitely. I think he's going to be one of the sleeper QBs that, you know, everybody's talking about Tua, everybody's talking about Burrow, but I think. Herbert's going to have a nice career and a nice start to his season right off the get-go, right as he joins the Chargers here at number five. Yeah, that'd be sweet, man. Had to see how that plays out. Next, we got the Carolina Panthers. New head coach, uh, Matt Rule, coming over from the college ranks. We have Derek Brown, interior D-lineman from Auburn. They're another team being in the top 10 that could go a lot of different directions here. Yeah. Um, but... Their run defense efficiency is not good. It's toward the bottom of the league. And Derek Brown is the second best defensive lineman in the draft. I mean, he's just a freak. Yeah, freak athlete. He's going to be a beast. Yep. So we're going Derek Brown there. Another guy could be Jeffrey Okuda. But uh, next we got the Cardinals. 
and we agreed on CD Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. We both agreed wide receiver here. Right. We did have some back and forths. Like I mentioned, we each made our own mock draft and then kind of combined them uh, with our different conversations. Uh, I think you had Judy here, or who, who'd you have I going had, here? I actually had Judy as my number one receiver. Okay. But after Ruggs ran that 40 time, yeah. it just seems like there's always a team that falls in love with the combine and the 40 and rugs is really good and i i picked the cardinals to be that team to yeah that would make a reach lot of sense. if you will they need that you know that freak i mean they got larry fitzgerald who's old as balls he's still coming back somehow still playing this next season is by all accounts uh they need that electrifying juice guy in the on the outside for kyler murray and why i wanted to go cd lamb and it looks like you know obviously i convinced you to do so the matchup or the re reuniting of Kyler Murray and CD Lamb just makes too much sense to me right here. Yeah. Um, they balled the fuck out when they were both at Oklahoma and to carry on that relationship and basically have that smooth transition where they don't really have to do a lot. CD Lamb is, you know, in the conversation, arguably the best wide receiver in this draft, easily in the conversation with the, you know, a couple of the other guys yeah. that you mentioned. So makes a lot of sense for them to go wide receiver makes a lot of sense for them to go cd lamb so that's what we decided to do for sure and you could see offensive tackle there too but um doing some reading they they just signed dj humphreys to a three-year extension and um doing some reading on justin murray their other offensive tackle he improved toward the end of the year so you know it makes makes sense to go receiver right. here and get weapon cd lamb Get a weapon and then address offensive line maybe later in the draft, second, third round if you want to. Yep. So, so next we got um, the Jacksonville Jaguars picking ninth. And if Okuda falls here, we haven't taken Okuda. If he falls to nine, it's a no-brainer. You got to take him. I mean, he didn't run the fastest 40, I think, that people were thinking he was going to. But as far as his agility and his uh, fluidity and his hips like he he is the best man cover corner in the draft oh most definitely uh and you forgot to mention db the ohio state university yeah i ain't gonna say that <laughs> uh i mean you know a lot of the mock drafts i did before this official one that we put together uh, the other day i had okuda going three and i had simmons somehow dropping to nine here and they another situation where if he drops if Simmons were to drop there they couldn't pass him up they were going to take him if Okuda drops here to nine they can't pass him up they're going to take him he's just too much of a weapon especially in a league where you need cornerbacks more than ever with the new pass interference rules and how they're you know basically giving every advantage possible to the wide receivers if you can have a lockdown man-to-man corner on the outside that puts you ahead of a lot of teams in the league sure. and he's the best guy in that category in this draft one of the better man-to-man straight up athletic best cornerbacks we've seen in my opinion quite some time in the draft so it just makes too much sense for them and they it's one of those you couldn't pass him up yeah totally agree they gotta take him if he's there so next we have our hometown team cleveland browns picking at number 10 and it's pretty obvious what they need they need a tackle Correct. they need a lot but they need a tackle and this draft has a bunch of them. Correct. And we got Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa going here at number 10. Yep. Second offensive tackle off the board. Athletic freak. I mean, it can go any number one of the any number of these tackles, but I think Tristan Wirfs really has shown what he can do athletic wise in the combine. What did he run? Four, eight, something like that. It was freakish it for was his stupid. size. Big ass athletic dude on on the end of your offensive line is exactly what they need, especially when Stefanski coming in is going to run a lot of that zone with nick chubb you're gonna need athletic linemen who can really move and get outside and he's one of those guys he might be the most athletic offensive lineman in this draft uh so i think it makes a lot of sense for them to go tristan worth i'm hoping like you said hometown team hometown browns i'm hoping that's who they land because i think he's going to be the best offensive lineman in this draft and who would fit the browns the best yeah well, i guess that's my next that's, pick that's because i stole your I stole your Justin Herbert here. I wasn't really paying much attention to my color coordination uh, when I stole your Herbert. But uh, uh, as mentioned, a lot of these offensive tackles. Next up, the Jets at 11. Uh, they're going Andrew Thomas tackle out of Georgia. Another one of those guys up there who's atop of the offensive tackle list in an offensive tackle stud draft. What says you on Andrew Thomas? I think Andrew Thomas makes a lot of sense. He was my number one tackle there. Uh during the college football season for a while. So um, they got to go offensive line 
in my opinion. Um, protecting the QB is extremely important. We saw, we I mean, not just with the Browns last year, we've seen what a bad offensive line can do Correct. to a young QB that even if they have a bunch of talent, unfortunately, we've seen two QBs now, Baker Mayfield, and who still has potential, and uh, Tim Couch basically run for his life every time <laughs> right. he dropped back. So got to get the tackle. And Andrew Thomas is the next best tackle, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think this kind of falls into the, the comments that we made again about the Giants. They need a lot. They have a young quarterback. The best thing for a young quarterback is to solidify that offensive line. You take the next best offensive lineman uh, in the draft, the next slotted in your slot, and it happens to be Andrew Thomas, in our opinion. Next up, Las Vegas Raiders. Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. We just had some comments about Judy. Uh, you know, in my opinion, he's, I, I think you might have similar opinion, best wide receiver in this draft, even though we had CD Lamb going to the Cardinals, much because of that reunition, reuniting uh, with Murray. But, you know, what are your thoughts on Jerry Judy slotted for Vegas? They needed some receivers after, um, you know, trading Amari Cooper to yep. the Cowboys. They need a guy who can slot in and be that number one, especially if they keep Derek Carr. I feel like Derek Carr kind of got the short end of the stick. You know, everybody's giving him criticisms, but who's he got on the outside after you traded Amari? Right. This could fill that slot. What says you? Uh, I think Jerry Judy is an absolute cheat code. I mean, he's got it all. The route, I mean, his agility, the quickness of his feet, I mean, loose hips, like just he he's he's got it all. He can run routes. Uh, he can catch. He can make plays after the catch. I mean, he's a cheat code. He's yeah. straight out of the video game. I watched plays this year where he caught um, just a little bubble, and he it almost like was like he spun the wrong way or too soon, but it froze the defender enough to where he just House. took off after he— And his speed is ridiculous. It, like, it's ridiculous. He's the full package wide receiver. Yeah. So I think it's a great pick for— Las Vegas. Las That's Vegas. awesome to say. I know. And uh, they can really do some damage this draft with two first-round picks. For sure. Moving on to the Indianapolis Colts. There is a lot of things the Indianapolis Colts could do here at 13. You know, they got Jacoby Brissett still at quarterback. Are they going to move on from him and re-sign somebody? Do they need to bolster their defense a little bit, even though they have Leonard there, who is really one of the better defensive, uh, the uh, better linebacker in the league? However, we have them going Henry Ruggs, wide receiver, and fastest dude I've ever seen, it feels like. Yeah. I know. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, Ruggs going here um, to the Colts, who have T.Y., who's getting a little older. Yeah. But he's really no one. There's been a long time in his career where he's no one opposite of him. They, they, they need some damage with Yeah, Ruggs. they need someone else. Um, their wide receiver struggled to stay healthy. Um, they need a second reliable target. Right. And the thing with Ruggs and the rest of the Alabama receivers, including Judy, like they're all so talented and their offense was so well balanced and Tua was so good at being accurate with the football. Like they all kind of overshadowed each other. You put Ruggs somewhere else, he's going to put up insane stats. So he yeah. kind of got overshadowed a little bit with like his other abilities outside of speed. Yeah. Dude can catch. So, like, he's sure-handed, fastest receiver in the draft. It makes total sense for the Colts to go Henry Ruggs here, in my opinion. For sure. Next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another team that, on the cusp, close, got a solid D-line, got a 30-and-30 uh, 30, 30 quarterback. We'll see how that ends up for next year if they still have Jameis Winston uh, behind center. But we have them shoring up their offensive line yet again with Makai Becton, the biggest freak of nature we've ever seen, and... What are your thoughts on offensive linemen here for the Bucks? They, I mean, this this draft is loaded with receivers and offensive tackles, man. And uh, Bucks have the receivers. They need offensive linemen badly. I mean, go with Becton. Dude, is he, what is he, like 370? Something like that? And I can think move. he's bigger than that. I think yeah, he's, he's a freak. So athletic linemen fits a lot of their holes and, and makes them a team that is pretty interesting. They still need a little bit more pieces, but definitely makes it interesting. Next up, 15, the Broncos go T. Higgins, wide receiver Clemson. Got a lot of receivers going in these top 15 picks, and, and we even have some more later in the draft that we'll get into. But, you know, T. Higgins is another one of those guys who could be considered and arguably the best wide receiver in this draft. To get him at 15, a team that needs some receiver help, 
you know, hopefully they have their quarterback in Drew Locke. Their offensive line played pretty decent. They have a solid defensive line. Their outside as well is pretty good on defense. They, pretty solid team, even though they didn't have a, a great season. T. Higgins, I think, could do some damage uh, with that offense and open things up. Next, we got um, the Atlanta Falcons picking, and they need an edge rusher bad. I mean, it is like they're easily their biggest need on the team. And next we have from LSU, Kalevon Chason, and he is a monster. Watching him on the field this year, you know, especially in the playoffs, he just, he gets after it, man. Like, even if he's not finishing the play and in on the tackle, he's all over the field. So he can do a little bit more than just get to the quarterback. I think he's going to be a really good NFL player. Uh, next, we have the boys, and they need secondary help. 100%. And in my opinion, I'll ask for your opinion here, but C.J. Henderson is kind of a little uh, shadowed by Okuda, I think, in this draft. Dude 100%. can play. I mean, if it weren't for Okuda being, like I mentioned earlier, maybe the best corner we've seen in a draft in quite some time, C.J. Henderson is not far off. This dude is the truth at corner. He's another one of those guys who can just – Go out there, lock somebody down, and you don't really got to worry much about him. He, I think, is going to be one of the more easily. I mean, it's hard to say as, as you know, corners especially as one of those positions that really that's really tough. But with his position, particularly, he's going to have one of the easier transitions to the league, in my opinion, from college to pro because he's just that good. He's that athletic, and his instincts are as good as they get. Yeah, no, I think he's a great player, and they need secondary help bad. Um, to add pieces to that team. Next, we got uh, the Miami Dolphins picking again and taking the quarterback. Got to protect the quarterback. Next best tackle on the board is Josh Jones out of Houston. Uh, just makes sense, man. They they got to protect too, uh, especially coming off the injury. Like Whatever tackle is there, in my opinion, on the top of their board, that's who they need to take right there. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those that I could see them trading down a little bit. They do need an offensive tackle at this spot, I think, or you know their next pick, and they have another pick later in the draft uh, as well. But you know, you got Tua, you need to protect Tua. But this is almost cusp of stretch. But since we didn't do trades, we had to take the best offensive lineman that was available, which is Josh Jones. Uh, but I think they could trade back yeah. and look to seek Josh Jones a few picks later, uh, and you know still get that same pick, but get a little bit more value out of that slot. But I do like that pick, Josh Jones. I think he's going to be really good for that team and a nice stronghold piece for uh, Tua out there in Miami. For sure. My strategy is find your QB and protect your QB. I mean, that two simple steps, then everything else falls in Cleveland place. Cleveland Browns, for the love of God, follow those instructions. Yeah, because they sure <laughs> as shit didn't so far. Uh, next, we got uh, the Las Vegas Raiders again, picking 19th and... You know, their defensive line is pretty damn good, but their secondary ranked 29th and gave up the highest QB passer rating in the second highest QB passer rating of 111 per pro football focus. That's atrocious. They go DB and they go Christian Fulton out of LSU. And again, per pro football focus, he was tied for most forced incompletion in the past two years of college football. So, you know, dude can defend. Why not go get the best man cover? Uh, corner with this pick and then rounding out the top 20 is the Jaguars again we got them sticking with defense just because of how talented Javon Kinlaw is in another interior D lineman off the board here out of South Carolina just a great value pick at 100% next up 21 we got the Eagles going Xavier McKinney safety out of Alabama what says you Jeffrey so I actually had um, Justin Jefferson going here um, and in general, a receiver, because um, last year the Eagles did not have a receiver go over 500 yards. They had injury issues, you know, whatever it may be. And um, I believe Wentz was the first QB to throw for over 4,000 yards and not have a receiver uh, accumulate over 500 yards. So kind of made sense for me to go receiver, especially with the quality of receivers this draft. But I know we both agreed on McKinney and you had a convincing reason. Yeah. I mean, Justin Jefferson, like all those points you just mentioned, makes a lot of sense. Um, but we went McKinney, you know, Malcolm Jenkins in a lot of respects is one of the better longtime safeties in this league. 
Most recently, there's been tension that's been reported between him and the team, which means they might not resign or not resign. They might trade him. Um, so sounds like he doesn't really want to play unless he gets an extension. And if they don't extend him, he's probably going to demand a trade more or less. So that's why we had them filling the void uh, with the safety here and getting Xavier McKinney. And a part of that also is because, like you mentioned, yeah, they didn't have a, a great receiver performance last year. That was in large part by injury. Yeah. Alshon yep. Jeffrey, one would assume, hopefully will come back healthy this year. Aguilar, I guess you can't really rely on him, but I guess they could address receiver, you know, through free agency or later in the draft. Uh, but I think Tide is pushing towards them moving away from Malcolm Jenkins and trading him and filling that slot here with Xavier McKinney. Uh, moving yep. on with the Bills, here we are. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. They could definitely use uh, uh, another receiver. They got John Brown, who went over a thousand yards, <clears throat> and you know he's a smaller type fast down the field type receiver uh they can fill a lot of needs in that respect with justin jefferson and their young qb what says you jeffrey totally agree i i like justin jefferson i think it's a great value at this pick um if it weren't such a loaded draft with the receiver i think he'd be considered more of a top 15 yeah. pick you know one of the first three receivers off the board so uh, I, I think he's a great player, and yeah, they got to continue to build that offense around their young quarterback. Right. Uh, next on 23, we have the New England Patriots drafting Pat Queen, linebacker. And the reason for this is they have most of their whole squad uh, of linebackers up for free agency. Kyle Van Noy is, is probably for sure gone, who is, you know, arguably their centerpiece of their defense, really, the way he played. Um, what do you think about Queen from LSU here at number 23 for the Pats? Yeah, I like it. Guy that can be a centerpiece in the heart of the defense there. They need, like you said, they need linebacker help. Yeah, so definitely. They can go a couple different directions here um, at this pick, but I think we both agreed that Patrick Queen was the best linebacker available here, and that's where they'd go. Yep, agree. Next, we got the New Orleans Saints going wide receiver, Baylor, Denzel Mims. And this was a guy that, you know, I didn't have the Saints going receiver here only because I didn't think there'd be as many receivers going as you had. I didn't think Mims would really be a first rounder. I thought they would go a different direction because of that, even though they definitely needed receiver. And I actually think maybe my first mock draft, I had them getting Jefferson because I had Jefferson drop in uh, that one slot. But you still had them going receiver with Denzel Mims. What do you think uh, was the reason for Mims going here for the Saints and not them getting another position that was maybe a little bit higher value in a lot of people's eyes. So I'll start with the wide receiver comment and the quantity of them we have going in the first round. Teams are going to fall in love. They're already falling in love with offense. And the Saints specifically, we already talked about uh, in our last episode of the podcast, Drew Brees, you know, they're going to re-sign him, but he's a free agent. He's on the back end. It's now or never. They're, they're missing these chances in the playoffs to capitalize. Go all in on the offense and get the talent you think you can get there. Denzel Mims, I mean, he's an athletic receiver that actually showed in the Senior Bowl uh, prep and game that, you know, he the route tree concerns might not be that concerning after all for a guy like him. So um, that's who I had next on, on my board at receiver. So I think the Saints still try to get that uh, passing threat and go with Mims here. Yeah, and you know, they arguably have the best receiver in the in the NFL. Pairing another young talent opposite Mike Thomas with Drew Brees is, like you mentioned, in the final stages of his career, it makes a lot of sense. And they really could set themselves up to make that final push, maybe yep. to get them over the edge uh, with their last hoorah with Drew Brees. Yep. And that's the thing, he's not going to be asked to be numero uno right, right away obviously you just mentioned mike thomas no he's just another skill set to put alongside him because there are other receivers yeah, yeah. and yeah. a lot of the concerns like, like you mentioned they, they, can he run all the routes because they had such a limited route tree at baylor like maybe we didn't see everything but also he could learn alongside mike thomas who like we said best receiver in the league. yeah who better to learn from than the best guy in Bro, the league so not and not just him drew Brees and sean payton right i mean they that'd be a great setup that's another thing. Like, there's a reason why Mike Thomas is the best receiver in the league, and it's probably not because he's the most athletic and the most talented. He's certainly not the most athletic. It's because yeah. he is fundamental and he plays with Drew Brees and learned from Sean Payton and that offense and has developed into the best receiver. And yep. a Mims could be a guy who could develop into one of the stronghold receivers and as a one-two tandem that could be scary here in the next year or so. 
At 25, we have the Minnesota Vikings going Trayvon Diggs, DB at Alabama, the what 14th Alabama uh, player to go in this draft. A little bit. It's scary that they could have but more. it seems, yeah, <laughs> it seems they have, I don't know, whatever, whatever that is, six or so. Nevertheless, Trayvon Diggs, we had him a little bit lower initially, but we moved him up in the draft. Why did we do that? Yeah, I at first we had AJ Terrell, who I think could be a fine DB, but um, one, I trust, I trust Alabama defensive players uh, more than Clemson in some cases and Alabama has pr- uh, produced the DBs and with the Vikings they definitely go DB in my opinion if the yeah. the right player is there especially corner because they could lose both Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander to free agency so they're definitely going to have a void there at corner so between Diggs Terrell whoever you want to go with we want with Diggs there. Yeah, they got to definitely go think they're going corner. Yeah, and they got to go defense for sure there. Yeah. So, yep. So, next we have uh, the Dolphins again, three first round picks. If you're a Dolphins fan, and I know we've been excited being Browns fans and having multiple picks, you're going to be amped for this draft because this is an opportunity to totally revamp your team with three new young guns to build around. And it seems like this draft, and maybe it's just, prisoner of the moment type situation but i feel like this draft is stacked with studs top to bottom first round studs all across the board yeah the i mean it just seems like the volume of elite athletes being produced is increasing year to year and yeah this first round is uh is pretty loaded on paper anyway coming out right i mean there's always going to be busts but when you look at the list like there's not a lot of bust candidates like oh this guy might be a bust like there's a lot of guys who are sure things and guys I think that are like at worst their yeah. floor is you know an average to above average player in the NFL. Yeah, I mean some of these players, yeah, I'm a little iffy on just my personal opinion, but dude, there are a lot of names on here yeah. that were total studs in in college. Um but we have Miami can staying with uh the offensive side of the football to, to again help Tua their young QB and snag Jonathan Taylor right here get your stud running back to help take pressure off of your young quarterback makes so much sense like just i guess it makes so much sense if your goal is to sure up your offense like yeah we have them obviously have three picks we have them going offense all three picks two offensive line running back if you're going to build around an offense you want a quarterback an offensive tackle and a running back to build around they still don't really have much on the outside their other offensive line needs help their defense also needs a lot of help. So they could go defense here just because they want to go defense sure, in the first round. Sure. But the best player for them, in my opinion, in our opinion for this draft, uh, is Jonathan Taylor. And he, he solidified himself as a number one wide receiver, number one running back with his combine that he oh, had. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, no. when he ran that, what, 439, something like that, it's yeah. just, all right, it's over. He's the first running back off the board. And what better fit than Miami? I mean, Quarterback and running back touch the ball most. Look look at the I mean, look at the Cowboys, how they rode Zeke to a right. bunch of wins when right. Dak was young. Uh look at the Giants. I mean, yeah, they aren't winning a lot of games right now, but they can rely on Saquon Barkley to carry a huge load. Right. I don't know. In my opinion, this is who I take right here. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Like we've seen in years past a lot of discussion points be running back is not valued as much as it, it used to be pushing away from running back going elsewhere running backs not you know as important and that impactful to a team as it used to be and i think the last couple years have really quieted a lot of those conversations like zeke got paid out because i think teams are realizing there was a short window there where they were devalued and then people realize like okay you can build around a running back and you can go places with a stud running back I mean, the Tennessee Titans almost made the Super Bowl right. with running the ball 95% of the time. Yeah. So you and can build around running back. It's, and, you know, there's context as always. Miami has three picks. If this was their only pick and they were as shit, like let's say right. they traded that, uh, the number five pick, and didn't, their next pick wasn't until here, I wouldn't say Jonathan Taylor. Right. I, you know, I'd go defense or whatever, best player available. But in this case, build up that offense for your own QB. You don't have to re-sign Jonathan Taylor. Rookie deal, ride him out, help your offense out, right. and move on to the next thing. At that point, you're you know one would assume you're picking Tua at number five. You're gonna ha- you have w- one of the better quarterbacks, stronghold of your team. He's the guy. You don't really need yeah. that 
reliable to go to running back behind your best quarterback who's you know competing for mvps and shit like that so that's a good point like get him on his rookie deal have him stud out let him walk you got Tua still yeah. build around Tua and start competing to win some games so the that, fact that they won as many games as they did yeah what a with coaching that roster to finish yeah they trade everybody from their entire yeah. team anybody with any value is gone and they still win five games something right. like six games i'm like i was yeah i think it was six. very impressed yeah um yeah so that miami draft is actually well i know they have three but it's an awesome draft. if i were yeah. a miami fan i'd be stoked about that draft and it's almost and like we said with the how stacked this draft is it's almost hard to fuck it up That's if you have three picks you I it's mean, hard to fuck quarterbacks it hit or miss whatever but if you have three picks you should come on get two out of three studs the seahawks 27th uh obviously you know they didn't have frank clark he played for the chiefs this year um it looks like Clowney is moving on. It's not happening there, uh, re-signing him. So they need an edge rusher bad. I really wanted to go offense to actually see them build around Russell Wilson, but it just makes so much sense with their edge rusher need to go Yitor Gross Matos out of Penn State. Dude was an animal off the edge. Uh, I 100%. just think it, think it makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, I mean, they have the, having Russell Wilson affords them the luxury to go defense here at the yeah. slot. Yeah. Like, they don't have a stud offense around Russ Wilson, but they have Russ Wilson who, if it weren't for you know Lamar Jackson doing what he did with his legs this year, Russ Wilson would have been the MVP with yeah. Tyler Lockett as his number one target. Like, yep. You can afford to go defense here, sure that up, get a pass rusher, one of the most important positions on your team especially on the defense makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they need it for their defense. And this draft is deep. I mean, right. they can I mean, they can nab a receiver in the second or third round like my boy Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Michigan who got grossly misused, who is a freak of nature. There's no way he drops that low in the second round. Yeah, probably opinion. not. There's no way. They'd have to trade up to get Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, that could be. Anywho, <laughs> I had to throw that uh, little soapbox in there. We're only uh, doing a first round mock, so you just had to throw a Michigan guy at some point. Because they ain't in here. <laughs> exactly. Michigan <laughs> has zero first in this mock. You just had to get your comment of a Michigan guy somewhere in this draft conversation. Hey, in for fairness, the first round. it's kind of a jab at Jim Harbaugh if that makes you feel any I guess. better. Because he's trash. All right. <laughs> Next is the Baltimore Ravens at 28. And, um, you know, they. They added Marcus Peters last year that really, God, their defense just took off after that acquisition. Their offense is pretty well set with young, skilled guys, and then you add in Mark Ingram at running back. They're going defense, and A.J. Epinesa here is almost too good to be true at number 28, man. Yeah, I mean, they move from, what, 15 years of Terrell Suggs off the edge getting to quarterbacks, and then now they're probably going to replace him with Epinesa here. Yeah. It's disgusting. They they also need linebacker help, but yeah, you know it, it makes too much sense. I mean, if Queen for for instance were to drop to this point, maybe they go Queen, but yep. we have him up, so it makes a whole lot of sense for them to go edge rusher, basically replace what they're losing in Suggs over all those years, and they kind of lacked it, uh, you know, especially towards. I mean, they didn't really lose until the playoffs, but you know they could have used that edge rusher and shoring up, like you said, with Peters, and you add an edge rusher, and with their offense. They're going to be a scary team for years to come. Yeah. No, I, and, you know, you had uh, Kenneth Murray, I believe, here. And I, I could see him, like you said, uh, Patrick Queen already. But I, I think we both agree if Epinesa is here, it's yeah. like too good to pass up. You got to take him. Right. It, some of those slides on earlier, we talked about it too. Like it just makes him Jeff Okuda with the Jags. Like if he's there, you can't not take Jeff Okuda. Yeah. You got to take him. If Epinesa drops to 28, you can't not take and him. And generally, that's a good strategy. Best talent available, best available, regardless of your need. Like now, unless you have Miles Garrett, and like if I don't know that I'd want to take Chase Young, and it, it would depend on our needs. Or trade down. You have options, but yeah, too good to be true at 28. Uh, next, we have the Titans at 29, and we actually both had Jordan Love, which is kind of surprising. I yeah, it's, hear you it's think, hilarious. Why did you have Jordan Love here with the Titans? So Jordan Love is generating a lot of hype, and. You know, again, I, I haven't studied him too closely or anything like that, but the Titans, they're not going to sustain playoff runs with Ryan Tannehill. No, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, they, they have a lot of pieces in place already. 
why not risk going Jordan Love here? It's not like Tannehill is total dog shit. I mean, he's he's at least a decent quarterback. You don't have to rush Jordan Love into anything. Exactly. You can still ride the storm well. with uh, Ryan Tannehill and have Jordan Love observe. And hey, maybe you roll the dice and get lucky with, what, the 29th pick in the first round? And right. you got a stud quarterback. Why? Yeah. I mean, it's worth the risk. I mean, you always see quarterbacks drop lower in the draft. Guys go six round and turn out to be studs. Like you could easily see him become a stud for sure. And I think it makes a lot of sense because, like you said, there's probably two routes that they go. We talked about uh, previously, like who's going to be quarterbacks of each team. There's probably two options. It's either going to be Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady. Either way, you have your starter there, and you can slot Jordan Love in to sit a year at least. Ryan Tannehill is not the long-term option. Obviously, Tom Brady is not the long-term option. So you have a guy who can sit for a year, develop, get ready, and following year, come in and just start doing his thing. And it just makes a whole lot of sense for the Titans to be the team that takes that gamble and that that jump to get a quarterback who some may say might not be first-round talent. Some say he might go top 10 based on yeah. trading up and shit. Like, there's a lot of varying... Uh, variable options of what he could do. And I think it makes a lot of sense for a guy who needs to sit a year for the most, you know, most respects. Like I didn't scout him a lot either, but you know, the experts who have, uh, who we trust have said he could benefit from sitting that year. And when you have either, almost certainly either going to be Tannehill or Brady at this point, uh, which would make the most sense, slot him in to sit a year see what happens uh, with his growth and progression over the next couple of years. And you might have your franchise guy at 29th yeah. pick in the draft. Yep. Definitely worth the risk in my opinion. Um, next is the Green Bay Packers. And I had, my opinion was. Yeah, we had a little controversy. Yeah. Little back and forth here for this pick. And actually, so the, the back like seven or so <laughs> were actually the most difficult. Yeah. I felt like is. You know, you could work things out in the top 20, like, okay, we disagree here, but I see your reasoning. It makes sense to yep. know this player. But no, uh, the Green Bay Packers was the one where we were going back and forth on. And I I see your reasoning, and we, uh, we agreed eventually. My only thought was, kind of like Russell Wilson, it's, it's always like those teams go, because they understand how good their quarterbacks are, they get a little chintzy on the offensive side of the ball sometimes. It's true. Um, so I was thinking receiver because it's a loaded draft for help to supplement Adams. But then I got to thinking about the names that were still available. And it's like, ah, why go there when you can improve other deficiencies and still maybe grab a decent receiver, um, you know, in the second round? Is the gap going to be, you know, that big? I don't think so. So, you know, we went with Neville Gallimore, uh, defensive lineman out of Oklahoma. Just pulled up his combine. Holy shit, dude. Guy is Freak. 300 pounds. Freak. Ran a 4.7940 and had a five-second 20-yard shuttle. I yeah. mean, Freak. That's, 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 that's cooking. This is why this pick just made too much sense for the Packers. Okay, we all saw them in the NFC, NFC playoffs against the 49ers, and Get their sliced. defense got slaughtered. Their defensive line looked pathetic. They got, they had Raheem Mostert run for 973 yards and 17 touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they need D line help. They got to the quarterback plenty fine throughout the season, but they needed a guy who could be a sure all around D lineman. Gallimore is going to be a guy who can get to the quarterback, but also help in the run game exceptionally well. With his athleticism and with his size, he's going to be a solid defensive tackle front for the for the Packers there. And like I said, with how bad that their D-line played, and like you said, with the offense, because you have a great quarterback, yes, they need offensive help. Yes, they need receiver help. Hopefully Aaron Jones goes through and continues his progression and, and kind of shores up their backfield. I think he will. But And their offensive line, they might lose, uh, however you say, Balaga. They might lose him. Yeah. However... They need defensive line help. The, the reason they lost and didn't go to the Super Bowl wasn't because their offense wasn't good enough. It was right. because their defensive line got sliced for 250 from Raheem Mostert. Yeah. That's why they lost that game. Yeah. So they need to go defense. And when you can get one of the most athletic D tackles in this draft, you have to do go it. Go for it. No, I'm with it. I'm with it. Oh, I guess that's me up next. Keep getting this order fucked up. Anyways, 49ers next up, 31st pick. The reigning Super Bowl defeated team, A.J. Terrell, DB out of Clemson. 
I mean, they have a lot of talent on this team. One of the better defenses in the league, but we still had him go defense. I mean, Richard Sherman at the DB slot is kind of a, a zone, almost a, a safety lining up in corner. Uh, to get some more DB help here makes sense. AJ Terrell, what says you on this AJ Terrell DB pick for the 49ers? AJ Terrell has been um, a starter for at least the past two seasons, maybe even three for Clemson. Um, 6-1, lengthy corner, and he ran a 4-4-2. Um, you know, he's he's pretty athletic. Big body right. corner, I mean, can learn from Richard, Sir, uh, Richard Sherman, and uh, I think it makes sense for them to go defense. I could also see them maybe going offensive line. Uh, one note I was reading about, um, I had Josh Jones here if he was still there at first, just kind of messing around just because Staley could be flirting with retirement here pretty soon. Need to replace that offensive, offensive line is key um, for that offense, obviously, with uh, Shanahan. So I think uh, A.J. Terrell is a good player, yeah. though, for sure. Athletic guy, athletic corner. Like I said, Sherman's more or less on his way out. Uh, and, and just you can't just neglect – corner but ultimately i see them probably trading back if they could uh, unless there's a guy like trell or somebody else who they really love most likely i would assume they'd trade back because you know they have so many or so few holes to really fill you know they need wide receiver help a little bit their quarterback is suspect they're they ran the shit out of the rock this year and their defensive line was a crazy good um, so they can go a lot of different ways. They could trade back, but I think the best move for them, if they're going to stay here, would be DB. Uh, and last but not least, Kansas City Chiefs, reigning Super Bowl champs, Pat Mahomes, best quarterback, best player in the NFL, gets a little bit more help with the backfield. J.K. Dobbins, the Ohio State, uh, shoring up their backfield, replacing Damian Williams, who isn't anything special. And to just add another versatile weapon to that offense is just absolutely disgusting. They could go defense here because they could use some help there. But if you add JK here, their offense is the most unstoppable offense of all time, I think. Yeah, I mean, defensively, though, like Kansas City still has their key guys. Like they're, they're guys that make uh, total, you know, awesome plays, at, which we saw during the Super Bowl. Um Frank Clark, obviously a beast off the edge. Tyron Matthew, beast in the back seven who can play in the box too. And then Chris Jones, another Baller. just monster on the interior. You know, obviously he had all those knockdowns in the Super Bowl coming up clutch. So yeah, they could go defense, but I think they have enough there. Why yeah. not go fucking all out yeah. on offense, bro? And J.K. Dobbins, in my opinion... I I know we talked about Jonathan Taylor, but man, next in line, I I like J.K. Dobbins, dude. His strength, agility, vision. I mean, he can run in any sort of running scheme you insert him in. Dude, his ability to jump cut and change yeah. directions and find cutback lanes. It's just insane. It's insane. And you oh, saw Oh, did you see that? You saw he, he could uh I wonder when that Yeah, I fucking did. I also <laughs> saw him I also saw him in the passing game which surprised me too, but I mean, could you imagine adding a talent like that at running back into that offense yeah. to help Patty Mahomes along with their other weapons they have? Yeah, I mean, you talk about who we think they will pick versus who we think they should pick. And personally, I think J.K. might be the best running back in this draft, even better than Jonathan Taylor. I wouldn't argue. If you if you go, you kind of look at the combine and, and Taylor blew it up and just blew everybody away. But in my opinion, J.K. was the most well-rounded running back. He could get a little bit better in the blocking uh, side of things, but who couldn't, you know, there's not going to be a Zeke Elliott in every draft. Like who everyone could basically yeah. come out of college and get better in the blocking game especially when you're at a team like Ohio State. Zeke is just an anomaly. So I think he's probably the best running back in this draft. And honestly, I think initially I had Swift going here to Kansas City, and that was one of those, I think they will pick Swift, even though they should pick JK. Gotcha. Uh, because I think he's just, Swift has gotten a lot more hype long-term, uh, and Swift is that, you know, that athletic guy who everybody's kind of looking at. Swift um, is shifty too. Yeah, you want to talk about two dudes that can yeah. stop on a dime and make a man miss? I mean, these two running, watch their highlights. They're just yeah, like incredible. I think JK is going to drop a little bit longer than he should, but 
We ultimately got him here because you kind of combine like what they will and what they should because JK here makes too much sense. And you talk about the Chiefs and their defense, like they their defense is good enough that they have the luxury to do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, and if yeah. you add JK Dobbins to the offense that they have with Pat Mahomes and Hill and Travis Kelsey and their stud offensive line, like they I don't know if we've ever seen a, an offense like this since maybe the the Rams when they had Marshall Falk and all them cats. Like, I want to see it. Like I, we had talked about this. Who was going to stop the Chiefs? Yeah. Who was going to stop them? It made so much sense. I wish he would have came out. It made so much sense for Travis Etienne to go to the oh, Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. 100%. With that speed. Could you imagine that team speed at the skill yeah. position with him added at running but that's back? Another, like, Fuck. He, he reminds me a lot of what JK can do. They're kind of similar back. So the fact that JK would be available here. Yeah. They got it. Etienne's a little bit faster. But right. I mean. No, JK they have a similar skill set is, is kind of what I mean. JK is, I mean, he's incredible. But I mean, I feel like I could play running back half the time if Pat Mahomes is my quarterback in that offense. Like to put one of the better running backs exactly. who's going to come right. into the league and be one of the better run like they're going to be the most unstoppable offense. It'd of be all sweet. Time. I, I want to see it. I hope they do it because they will not. It's great lose. that uh Patrick Mahomes is crazy good and yeah. likable. Like I yeah. I just I don't even care. I want to see I want to see them pump out Super Bowls. I want to see their yeah. offense like the most stacked we've ever seen. Yeah. And just I'd be run fine it back. with that. Yeah. I'd I be think fine it'd with be that. Sweet. And it, you know, we talk about this is just the first round. They can build up some of those holes in defense in later drafts. There's plenty of guys who are later in drafts uh, who come and just be long term starters in the NFL. And they already have several studs, as you mentioned. So they fill some of those slots later in the draft, plus build that offense that is completely unstoppable. They might not lose a game. Yeah, it would <laughs> I mean, be of sweet, course they'll man. probably lose, but yeah. they might not lose the game. Yeah. No, the Chiefs are fun. I I think J.K. Dobbins in that offense would be yeah. incredible. So anyways, that is our mock draft. Hopefully we'll have another one of these in several weeks after free agency because a lot potentially could change, especially with all these quarterbacks up to for up sure. for grabs in free agency. So had a lot of fun with this. Might have to do it again here in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, it's been a pleasure, Jeffrey. As always, man. Peace. Peace.